The old pilot's playing tales. It's not what you say. I was recently digging through some old airline paperwork and came across a delightful booklet from my old airline entitled Cabin Address from the Flight Deck. Briefing Notes and Suggestions The book is more than 20 years old, so the content might on occasions fail to reflect current sensitivities, but I thought it was worth digging into so that I could share some of its suggestions with you. The art of making a good public address is attempted by many, achieved by some, but mastered by few. And I am certainly not going to tell you which category I fell into, but I suspect you'll draw your own conclusions. The editor goes on to single out the notables who contributed and whose names have now passed into the annals of Virgin Atlantic history. Apparently, the most common complaint from our passengers about the work of our flight deck crews concerned the quality and quantity of the public address. The esteemed editor reminds us that there was a time when the captain was very visible to his passengers. Even when this booklet was written, more often than not, the only contact we had was through the PA. What you said and when you said it influenced to a very large degree the perception that the passengers had of both you and the airline. Commercial told us that one of the largest groups of passenger complaints concerned announcements from the flight deck. If you need any further convincing, he gave us a quote. Of course, we love you for getting us from A to B and not crashing. And we do like to be given useful information about the flight, but we don't want to be woken up on a night flight to hear that we're cruising at 33,000 feet. That's what we hoped. Conversely, if there's something unusual happening, a delay, a technical problem, engine fire, etc., we want as much information as possible and fast, followed by regular updates. There are a lot of nervous people back here, you see. The telegraphed journalist Tom Utley put it well when he wrote, It's not what he says that matters. What is all important is the way that he says it. Laid back, but utterly authoritative. Drawling, but alert. Good-humoured and even matey, yet somehow unapproachable. A little superior. What he is telling his passengers is that, whilst flying may terrify them, for the next 13 hours he will be in charge, and they couldn't be in safer hands. Brave and unflappable, he is a British airline pilot, a master of the skies. I'm sure something similar could be said of pilots from other countries as well. I'm told by my booklet that when I speak, two things happen. Firstly, the passengers will stop and listen, because, oddly enough, they listen to pilots. Remember, this was in the days before everyone came on board plugged into their smartphones. You do, after all, have their lives in your hands, 
and a good half of them are in varying degrees of terror about flying. Secondly, they will each form a mental picture of how they visualize the person behind the voice. Their mental picture will be colored by TV and film characters, maybe not a bad thing, as few of us have that lean figure, lantern-jawed, dazzling white teeth, steely blue eyes, and hair slightly graying at the edges. But they don't know that. What you do have is the undivided attention, a captive audience for a few minutes, so make the most of it and speak clearly. It's not a bad idea to ask those with you on the flight deck to keep their noisier, vulgar comments to themselves for a while. Also remember that most people have an attention span of somewhere between 30 seconds and a minute, so the last nine minutes of a ten-minute oration will usually be wasted. At this point, our booklet compares the average passenger to a goldfish. Uh, not very PC, sir. Above all, do not forget that for many of your passengers, English isn't their first language, and that could also apply to many who live in North America. Still not very PC, sir, and I'm sure he didn't mean to include Canada. The content of your PA will depend on the occasion, but all PAs have one thing in common. They're passing on information. Think about what you would like to know as a passenger, and remember that our detailed research shows that next to safety... Time is the watchword. Time to depart, time to take off, time to seatbelts, time to a meal, time to destination. The traveller is governed by time. Your passengers vary greatly, but again research shows that the majority are nervous flyers and up to 5% classify themselves as frightened or very nervous. It's up to you to reassure all those people who have put their trust in you that you are up to the job and that the flight will be enjoyable. Bear in mind that many are well-travelled. Do try to avoid any hint of talking down to them. The pre-departure PA is the most important of the whole flight and will set the tone. It should always be done by the captain, as most people are odd in one respect, and somewhat insulting to whoever occupies the right-hand seat. They feel cheated if they do not hear the voice of the boss, at least at the start of the flight. Incidentally, many do not want to know that the co-pilot is flying them. They've paid to be flown by the captain, not his assistant. If you wish to introduce your colleagues, all well and good, but no one will remember. It's a pleasure having you on board, but that's the last time you should use you, as from now on we do things together. Always be positive. We may be a little late closing the doors, but with our short flight time, we should arrive on schedule. Nevertheless, try to be as honest as possible. If a pair of mechanic's legs are protruding from an engine, 
Do not expect many to believe you if you announce an ATC delay. Don't elaborate too much in your route. Mention the countries and main geographical features, but not the little village of Lower Piddlecombe. The weather en route and at your destination will be of interest, but the forecast is always good in the friendly skies of Virgin Atlantic. Your heights and speeds will only be of passing interest to most. Introduce the in-flight supervisor, because by doing that you're making him or her responsible for the passenger's well-being in the cabin. Finish by emphasising the superb hospitality that Virgin has in store for them. During the flight, keep PAs to a minimum, as points of interest can only be seen by one in ten passengers, so keep your lyrical descriptions of the snow-capped mountains of Greenland to yourself. It can be useful to give a time of arrival and the local time at the destination for passengers with a connection, but many like to hibernate during the flight, and others don't really want their film to be interrupted at the moment critique. If in doubt, don't. An essential call should be made approaching destination, in coordination with the cabin crew. Overhead banger and arriving on schedule will mean absolutely nothing to 95% of your passengers. Give the local time and the arrival time and never say, I hope to have you on the gate, as to some this will have overly exciting sexual connotations. We trust that you have enjoyed the flight. Other airlines only hope you enjoy the flight. Avoid the temptation to make a goodbye call when taxiing after landing. The PA should not be used while the aircraft is in motion on the ground. Passengers expect delays, and by and large don't mind, provided they're kept informed. Once a delay is inevitable, make your first PA, and if you don't know how long it will be, say so. Undertake to keep your passengers informed and keep to it. Set a stopwatch and make a call every 10 to 15 minutes, even if you have nothing new to add. 15 minutes can seem short to you, but it's a long time if you're strapped in. The passengers like to know that you haven't given up and are not, right now, downing your first pint in the pub. Don't be too technical, but whatever you do, don't just say, we have a technical problem or many passengers will assume something major has happened, like a wing has become detached. Most people will understand an instrument indication problem, a hydraulic problem, or perhaps a problem with one of our four electrical generators. They will think, gosh, how meticulous. Everything has got to work. I don't mind a little delay for that. Emphasise that technical delays are for their safety. A delay for weather or ATC congestion is just that. But you can get on dangerous ground if you start blaming a loading delay on a named company handling agent. As far as the passenger is concerned, everything is being run by Virgin. It's always best to be honest without being too specific. Don't keep apologising. Apologise once only.
It's not your fault. You're just the messenger, and you're pulling out all the stops. When the delaying issue is rectified, it's rectified. No one wants to know that you're taking a below-par aircraft for commercial reasons. Always bear in mind the potential nervous state of your passengers. When they get white caps on their coffee, a few words of calm explanation from the driver will be appreciated. Similarly, in any sort of emergency, the passengers require your calm reassurance that you have everything under control. Holding and diversions require the passengers to be told. They will very soon realise that you're in a holding pattern and what they want to know is why and for how long. If a diversion is necessary, then be upbeat about a return time and virgin assistance. Aircraft nearby in a holding pattern can appear to be flying remarkably close, and to the passenger who can see out of the windows, they may appear to be a hazard. An announcement may be up a sight when, during turns, other aircraft may actually appear to be flying in formation with you. The same rule holds for occurrences during flight as it does for delays on the ground. There is only one thing a passenger abhors more than bad news, and that's no news at all. A couple of in-flight PAs might be... Ladies and gentlemen, this is the captain. As you're probably aware, we have had a technical problem with an engine. The problem has been dealt with, so there's no cause for alarm. I have decided to return to Heathrow, but before we do so, we need to reduce our weight by dumping some of our fuel. This will take approximately 30 minutes, and we will be landing in approximately 40 minutes from now. Our staff at Heathrow will then make every possible effort to ensure that you can continue your journey as soon as possible. Thank you for your attention. Another might be... This is the captain. As you are aware, we have had a technical problem with our cabin pressurization system. We have restored the cabin pressure now so you may continue to breathe without the use of the oxygen masks. I apologize for any anxiety that you may have been caused, but because we're now cruising at a lower level, we will be unable to reach New York with our normal reserves of fuel and have decided to land at Bangor, Maine. We expect to arrive in two hours and will then make every effort, blah, 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 etc., etc., the mental picture that each passenger begins to form about you and your ability is dependent on how you deliver your PAs. We all have our own characteristics and styles, and these suggestions are not an attempt to make us all sound the same, but are advice on how to deploy our personal characteristics more effectively. The calm, relaxed, professional, but above all authoritative manner in which you deliver your PA is all important. For example, think about what you will say. Speak up and clearly. Vary the pitch in your voice. Project yourself to the public. Be upbeat whenever possible, giving bad news first and ending with the good news. That way, with any luck, 
the passengers may have forgotten the bad news by the time you finish. Be careful in the use of humour. The next moment you may have to be very serious indeed. Most definitely do not tell jokes. Whatever you do, don't rush, tail off. Use technical terms or abbreviations. Be pessimistic, sound bored or lethargic. Go on too long. Don't err or ah. Some terms not to use are GMT, cat one, two or three, stack, hold, wind shear, dangerous, speed over the ground, take a risk or take a chance ever. When you pick up a microphone to talk to the passengers, you have an immensely powerful weapon. That's what she said. Used well, it will tell your passengers that your airline is the best, most caring airline in the business. Used badly, it will not only shoot you and the airline in the foot, but it can cause much grief, lose repeat business, and, if there are a bunch of American lawyers in the cabin, cost much money. With that in mind, before I finish this tale, a personal anecdote. One of our more colourful and outspoken senior cabin crew was making a PA to wake the sleeping crew members in the crew rest area. An error was made in selecting the zone where the announcements could be heard. Instead of selecting the code for the crew rest area, the selection for the entire aircraft was entered instead. In their usual loud and dulcet tones, the call was made. Hey, wake up you lazy effers. It's breakfast time and the cattle need feeding. With a speed that speaks volumes for why this crew member remained in their senior position for many years after, this audacious PA was followed by another in a sweet, placatory tone. May I remind passengers that the use of the aircraft announcement system is restricted to the crew only. If you enjoyed this story, then it would be great if you could let your friends know on social media or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Plain Tales is a featured segment of the Airline Pilot Guy show. You can find us at AirlinePilotGuy.com.